Well, welcome to this uh, day mass, um, mass number four for me, and uh, still every, every mass is a new mass. For some it's uh, number three, uh, some it's number two, and some it's their, just their first mass today, which is fine. But you know, I've told you before, haven't I, how um, you know, I remember that dear old Canon Gilliard, this wonderful priest of my, when I was a boy, making the announcement you know, when Holy Communion was far less frequent than, than it is now. Because now you can, you can receive a second time in a day if you're at Mass. Uh, but then that wasn't the case, and he announced, you know, the week, the week before Christmas, if you, uh, anyone who attends the Midnight Mass and receives Communion may receive again if they come the next day. So I thought, right, I'm up for that, you know. I'm not going to miss that opportunity because we only just lived a couple of blocks away from the church. You know, in London, churches are much more closer to one another than here. But anyway, uh, and uh, it's good to, to see you all here. I know many, quite a number of our parishioners are sick, so please keep them in your prayers, uh, which is uh, a reason why uh, some of them are not here. I'm just going to share with you some of the, uh, the reading and prayer, the, my reflection uh, and uh, uh, in this Christmas homily message, as it were. Reading these incredible words of St. Irenaeus on Monday in the uh, church's office of readings. God is man's glory. Man is the vessel which receives God's action and all his wisdom. These are incredible words, I think. Uh, from the early years of the church, St. Irenaeus lived kind of in the first century, really. From the, He lived between the years 130 and 202 AD. What an amazing perception and development of the, of the understanding of, of who Jesus was. God is man's glory. We achieve our true dignity. We are most glorified when we live our lives in union with him and in full surrender to his will for us. And over the four Sundays of Advent, we in this parish, in, in, together with other parishes in the Archdiocese, have been considering some basic elements of the good news, the gospel proclamation. That man, that is we, were created by God. Then we were taken captive by the devil through the deceit that he perpetrated against our mother Eve and our father Adam. We were rescued by God himself taking on our human nature, which is the beautiful uh, mystery we celebrate today. And then we considered our response. And today perhaps is a good day to render our response of homage to the divine infant Jesus born in the manger at Bethlehem. God is man's glory, and man is the vessel which receives God's action and all his wisdom and power. How so? Because the infinite God poured himself into a human nature, and infinity and divinity cannot be divided. And this little infant we gaze upon in our nativity scenes is the man in whom is all wisdom and power. And because he shares the same nature as us, all that wisdom and power has been shared with us and made available to us would we but accept it. As St. Irenaeus goes on to say, Man who was disobedient to God and cast off from immortality, then found mercy, receiving through the Son of God the adoption he brings. If man, without being puffed up or boastful, has a right belief regarding created things and their divine creator, 
And if man perseveres in God's love and in obedience and gratitude to him, he will receive greater glory from him. It will be a glory which will grow ever brighter until he takes on the likeness of the one who died for him. And so today we give thanks to God that he sent his only son, born of the Virgin, Emmanuel, God with us, to save us. Because of ourselves we have no power to be saved. We cannot save ourselves. As St. Irenaeus says, salvation comes not from us but from God, who sent us a liberator, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the adoption that St. Irenaeus mentions is nothing other than a sharing in the divine nature. As Dr. Scott Hahn reminds us in his recently published book, Holy is His Name, salvation is not merely from something, it is for something. It is for the sake of adoption. Adoption as God's children is the deepest meaning of salvation. We received this adoption when we were baptized, by which we shared in the holiness of God himself. Christians are called, uh, Christians are children of God, heirs of God, glorified with Christ. We possess glory insofar as we are living the life of Christ. And Scott Hahn quotes that the very same St. Irenaeus, whom I quoted earlier, when he says, St. Irenaeus of Leon spoke of Jesus as the Word of God, who did, through his transcendent love, become what we are, that he might bring us to be what he is himself. And a few years after St. Irenaeus, Clement of Alexandria wrote that the Word of God became man, that you may learn from a man how man may become God. And if we fast forward 1900 years and we find that the Church today teaches the same thing in the Catechism when it quotes St. Peter, St. Irenaeus, St. Athanasius, and St. Thomas Aquinas as follows. The Word became flesh to make us partakers of the divine nature. For this is why the Word became man and the Son of God became the Son of man. So that man by entering into communion with the Word and thus receiving divine sonship might become a son of God. For the Son of God became man so that we might become God. The only begotten Son of God, wanting to make us sharers in his divinity, assumed our nature so that he, made man, might make men gods. And since God is holy, we too are made holy, called to be holy, and this is really the whole scope of Scott Hahn's latest book, Holy is His Name. So how then should we live? Firstly, we can think of Christ as a child, and uh, Dr. Piers Pask in his book, The Year of Grace, uh, says, uh, counsels us to do this, and he says how parents and other family members love giving gifts to children. Of course, it goes without saying that children love receiving gifts. But from whom do these gifts come? They are gifts of the Christ child. What should they symbolize but what we as Christians celebrate at Christmas? That is the momentous fact that a saviour, a deliverer, a redeemer has come upon this poor earth to make us happy. That is the import of the feast. And therefore do we celebrate his coming into the world, his birth at Bethlehem. Christmas commemorates redemption. And Pasch goes on, in the text of the liturgy, the church sings again and again, today true peace has come down to us from heaven. The church foresees the entire work of redemption accomplished in the birth of Christ. In Christ we have received every good, 
In him we have received God's greatest gift. Everything our faith holds as worthy of desire we obtain in Christ. Divine adoption, the Church, the Eucharist, heaven. It is as though Mother Church wishes to pour out anew at Christmas the fullness of her grace treasures. Yes, shower your gifts, your joy, your kindness and your love upon all. For these are symbols of Christ, the greatest gift heaven itself could send us. And since Christ himself is true love and joy and peace, each of us wishes to be a Christ child himself. Hence the gifts we get from others come from the Christ child. And Pass goes on, Is there a more heartening picture than that of the lighted Christmas tree surrounded with gifts and the radiant eyes of children? It is a symbol of the Christian religion from which we receive all light, all happiness and joy. Could we but grasp that truth, learn it from the children? Christ said, unless you become as little children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. We must be like children in their impatient longing for Christmas, in their joy immeasurable. If there is a child in your midst, watch it during these days. Notice its behavior and make it the model of your longing for Christ, of your joy in Christ. And finally, I would like to connect this feast with our beloved Jesus' abiding presence in the Holy Eucharist. In a compendium of prayers from a book entitled Insino Jesu by an author who simply identifies himself as a Benedictine monk, there is this beautiful prayer which I, I will just quote in part. O my beloved Jesus, I adore thy Eucharistic face, the radiance of which is my unfailing light in the shadows of this earthly exile. So long as thou art with me, I will fear no evil. Thou art here, close to me, and I am here, close to thee, to believe in thee, to hope in thee, to love thee, and to adore thee. Apart from thee, I, des I desire nothing on earth, and without thee, what is heaven? Here in thy Eucharistic presence is heaven on earth. Here is the joy eternal of all the angels and blessed. Here is the fulfillment of our longing and hope. Here is the heart of the church on earth and the glory of the church in heaven. Here is the stupendous miracle of thy love for us, thy abiding presence as the Lamb who was slain. Draw all into the radiance of thy Eucharistic face. Thus wilt thou satisfy thine own thirst for the faith and love of our souls, and thus wilt thou satisfy thine own heart's longing for the love of the hearts which thou hast created for thyself and for no other. Amen. May the Virgin Mother, Mary, and her most chaste spouse, Saint Joseph, who lived only for the glory of the Divine Child, help us to live our lives as they did, for the praise of his glory.